freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Yale, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Northern Trust absolutely stacked field. Almost as stacked as my refrigerator, which is full of Arnold Palmer. Spike. That is where wow. this presented by yes thank you very much uh we've got more on ap arnold palmer spikes coming up later in the show but certainly has become a go-to drink for me both on and off the course the coach is here coach good to have you on a tuesday well i heard you say the word stacked and i thought you're talking about the Oh, my uh, bad. My bad. Great to see you guys. Great to see you guys. Kyle Porter is here, KP. Good luck following that. I'm well, I'm with Coach. I thought we were I thought you were just leading into me and him being the only ones here. And then I just get upended by the by the Arnold the APS, the Arnold Palmer spike. So Wow. Wow. I, I don't Yeah. It was a not Almost only was a it a it was a, yeah, it was a great transition, but it was also a great juke. So you're you're in midseason form. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm ready for the playoffs. I mean, I got to pay the bills here, gentlemen. But we got playoff action out in front. Playoff. Thank you. 124 going down to 70. And coach, we saw the drama last week, right? We saw the drama of Chesson Hadley, Justin Rose, Rory Sabatini trying to get in, Adam Scott trying to get in. Uh, some did better than others, but don't you can't you can't you know uh breathe now because we've got the same situation this week. The guys who just made it are gonna have to go try to make the top 70 now. It was it was an amazing week. And for anybody that says the last week stinks because there aren't a ton of big name players in it. They didn't watch the Wyndham. I thought it was incredibly exciting. I thought the playoff was fun. Uh, I thought Chesson Hadley had the best interview, not just maybe that we saw in golf this year, but that we've seen in golf for many, many years. That was as raw and as good as interviews you're ever going to see. But now we got to flip the switch because now he makes it in right on the number. He needed every shot. He needed every one of those hole-in-ones. He needed all of that, a 62. So I don't hear anybody anymore. Tweet at Kyle or you or me when we say every shot matters because it literally played out right in front of us. Justin Rose bogeys 18 and he's sitting home for the next three weeks. So now how do you switch that in your mind to say, I got to play ultra aggressive if I'm in that 125 to 70 group because your week might only be one week longer, your season one week longer, although there are a lot of bonuses that come with making the top 125. It's exciting. They worked hard for it, and I'm ready for this week. Yeah, I think, you know, for a lot of these guys that maybe played their way into the top one, let's say you're 110th or you're 103rd or whatever, you're kind of playing with house money, right? I mean, you're it, that's what it feels like, right? So to get to the BMW in the second week would be, I mean, that would that would feel awesome. Like that's that would be monumental. But to go back to the Chess and Hadley thing, the, the interviews. I'm curious if you guys have any that just stick out top of your head in terms of the the just emotion that he showed. I the the only other two that I'm thinking of right now. Remember Kevin Na at Greenbrier a couple years ago? I think mm. it was Kevin Na. Do you remember is that, that when he is that when he did it in Korean as well? Yeah, and he he I got like who was that coach? I thought it was in Vegas when he won in Vegas. I think he always does the. I think he always says something in okay. Korean, but he got he got really like um, just emotional uh, during. I think he was after he, after Greenbrier at one point. 
Um, and then Rory at Portrush when it, whenever he missed the cut there. Those are the two that I can think of that were that made me feel kind of the same things that I felt after after Cheston Hadley talked on on Sunday afternoon. I'm a little shocked that you didn't, and it wasn't as as emotional. But when Spieth won last year, I mean this past year, we never see tears from him. We never see emotion from Jordan Spieth. And it kind of flowed out of him, so I think I thought that was surprising for me when he won uh, after four years. Yeah, that that was a good one. He he was trying so hard to to hold it in though. And yeah, I think he was. It was was it Todd Lewis maybe? And he just he you could tell he just wanted to get out of there because he didn't want to kind of let it go. I did. I looked it up. It was Kevin Knott Greenbrier, twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, what about Dustin Johnson? Uh, without mm-hmm. words, all at Augusta. Yeah. I just that got that up off air, and then I forgot I, I, it in the I, first I know. That's where I thought you were going, and then I thought Coach was going to be like, oh, you forgot Dustin Johnson. You forgot Jordan Speed. I didn't, want, I, didn't want to take his, I didn't want to take his thunder. I thought he was going there. I really did. That, that, was, was, that was a good me, one. It was impactful for me because it was so surprising. Uh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know we were going to see that version of Dustin Johnson. So it was, I was caught off guard, which is why it was cool. So yeah. funny story about that. I, I was in the... I don't know if I should say this, but I'll say it anyway. Oh, cool. I was in the uh, the the member pro shop. I had I was walking by and just kind of wa- you know wandered over there, and I watched that interview with DJ with Abraham Answer standing right next to me watching wow. it. Wow! <laughs> the, wow! He he was he was he had just shot like you know seventy seven on Sunday or whatever seventy four. It wasn't great, um, but he was picking up a bunch of stuff on his way out of town, and we were watching it together. And it was just like, it was one of it was kind of a never never forget where you're at, mo- like golf moment, not life moment, but it, it, certainly in the golf world. And yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, that'll be the last time you're allowed to do that because I'm sure this will uh, get to Augusta. Someone will be forwarding the link here. <laughs> it was there was nobody there. It, it was mm-hmm. there was like 300 people there. The, the I will say, I will say this. I will say this that when I worked for the first time at Augusta, I was working for Augusta, not ESPN, and so my pass allowed me to get in there, and I felt like I was trespassing when I walked in there. I felt like I shouldn't be in here, and it's they have crazy. a lot cooler things in there than they do in yes. the normal tent. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So that's all we'll say about that. Uh, I'll get us back on track so you guys don't lose any credential opportunities <laughs> here. Uh, the the first, you know, these playoffs are while you're in, you can still you can still make a big move, coach, because they they just crank up the FedEx Cup points, right? So this week and next week are so even more critical. So we went from not only in the last couple of years have we gone from four events to three, but adding the staggered start to the tour championship means that your positioning after the two playoff events, the first two is critically important because you're not making up 10 shots. You're not making up 10 shots on the best players in the world. These two events are just absolutely like we call Saturday moving day. These are like moving weeks. You got to position yourself. They finally got it right. They finally got the playoffs right. And I'm not saying that they couldn't tweak a little bit here and there, but that was the big uh, complaint about people was once the 30 players get to the tour championships and all the perks that come with it, and there are a lot that we don't talk about very often, but it is lucrative to get there and not just from a financial standpoint, but now with the staggered start. And if you're like, I believe it's 22 through 30, you're a full 10 back to start the tournament. So you cannot wait. And I think we'll get into the fact 
we used to see, and I think this is a direct result of this new rule. But remember we used to see when there was four events, you'd routinely have five, six, seven players that would take an event off because it didn't matter to them when it went 125, 70, 30, and then in. And I think now because of this, that most players, not all clearly, but most understand how important these two weeks are. And you got to get after it. And if you have a great first week, then you can compound that with a second week. It's really, really important. Yeah, and the uh, I think you're absolutely right, Coach, because KP, what what could have happened? I mean, these guys play a lot down the stretch to try to get into the playoffs, and then to have four playoff events in a row, they're thinking, man, I should find a, a, an event to, to take a week off here because I don't want to have to play seven or eight. I know I might miss out on points opportunities, but at least I can come back fresh. And it became this battle. I mean, we would see guys kind of juggle this decision. There's one guy we're going to get to here in a second we'll talk about, but like it, I think compacting the playoffs – um, removes a lot of that decision-making process. Yeah, I mean, three is is way, way better than than four. And it also makes the three that they play more meaningful because you don't have the cut for... I mean, 125 to 100 was just like, okay, what, exactly. what are we doing? Are like, we what, 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 yeah, what is... That's like n- nothing. But you go 125 to 70 to 30, and it's like, okay, this is... It just... It... it um It... They removed one, but it feels like the impact was was far beyond that. Like the impact of of how much more meaningful the playoffs are. And then I think the other thing that I was I was kind of researching. So we've we've only been doing this for two years now. Twenty nineteen was the first, and then twenty twenty. And the guys here's here's an interesting number. The guys that won. So there's been four non tour championships, right? There's been two just uh, oh, okay. Like the the Northern Trust and BMW, Northern Trust BMW. So they've done that twice. The four guys that won those, I think it was Reed, JT, DJ, and somebody that I'm forgetting. Uh, they made a collective like twenty three million dollars at the Tour Championship. <laughs> and what happens is what you mentioned earlier. You you win one of these, you're going to be number one or number two, basically going into the next week whichever, especially this week, going into the second week of the playoffs, you're, you're going to be first or second. Nobody's really going to have an opportunity to stay ahead of you. And then you get to that tour championship, like Coach mentioned, and all of a sudden you're ate up on Sebastian Munoz. Well, good luck, Sebastian Munoz. You know, that's <laughs> the margins are thin. And so you give a guy an eight-stroke lead, and it's like, well, I'm this is – what are we doing? You know, I'm playing for a million, not the 15 million. So – all that to say, like winning has an even greater incentive in these first two weeks than it did before because of how much is at stake for having, uh, you know, one of those leads at the Tour Championship. Which is why, Coach, I thought it was surprising that Louis Oosthuizen opted out of this week. The only golfer in the field, he obviously will not be replaced because you have to qualify for this event. So we are rolling with 124. And uh, I didn't see any reason behind it. So it could be literally any reason. But he's currently eighth in the FedEx Cup standings. There is um, there there is going to be an opportunity cost for this. Let me preface this by kind of doubling down on what you just said. I don't know if there is a more serious issue than, right. than what we know. So if there is, then I apologize for what I'm about to say. But you cannot. And this is why Louis Eustazen has the reputation that he has. Being a great golfer, top 10 machine, cannot win on the PGA Tour. Doesn't have the killer mentality. 
doesn't have what it takes when he gets in front to get the job done. Well, when you sit out an event in the playoffs, after you just nearly won at the Open, you flew back and played at the 3M, but yet you're going to sit out of a playoff event, but you played the 3M after flying from Europe straight to the United States? What could possibly be the reason that you would sit out a playoff event after playing the events you did in the last month? It makes no sense, especially when you're in a position to win the $15 million. He's in a great position. If he has one good week, two average weeks, he'll be third, fourth, fifth, and right there. But now it's a very good chance he falls down to whatever, 15, 20. He's going to fall. I just don't understand it. And it goes back to the killer mentality. Do you want to win the biggest prizes at the biggest moments? And this screams, no, he does not. I, it's got to be injury, though, right? Because he's played, well, he's played, he's played more than almost any. And and to, and to your point, coach, like he did fly back for the three M. Like I, I just, I, I refuse to believe that somebody who does that is not playing the the Northern Trust for anything other than injury. So but when he when he withdrew may, from the Wyndham, he withdrew from the Wyndham on Wednesday, and I think he cited a neck. It's got to be that. Like it has yeah. to be. Otherwise. Because you're right, he's played a ton, and played he's played ton. well, and this is one of your most valuable spots. It's got to be. It's got to be. And and again, if it is the injury, then I'll take everything back that I said. But when you yeah. when you don't play, you have to say that. You you can't just not say that. And then all of these award winning shows like ours, well, there's not <laughs> like so any show that talks about it is going to speculate like what we are doing. You got well, you got a reason. With Louis's departure uh, creates an interesting return. Not that Louis's departure creates this, but John Rom is back, baby. John Rom KP, the first time we have seen him since the Open Championship, and uh, it is well documented. You tweeted this out. I don't remember the exact number, but he has lost to like eleven combined guys in four starts, and three of those have been major championships. It, he is, um, he's the best player on the planet. I, I yeah, don't think is. there's any argument. He is. I've got the numbers right here. I tweeted this out yesterday. He's lost to 15 golfers in his last five events. Three of those were majors. He lost to seven at the PGA. He lost to nobody at the U.S. Open. And he lost to two at the Open Championship. He's got 10 top 10s in 15 events this year. That's stupid. Uh, he's gaining 3.6 strokes per round in his last 20 rounds. Spieth is second at 2.7. He's almost a stro- Think about that. He's almost a stroke better than the second best guy over their last 20 rounds. Which is probably like the same gap between Spieth and second and like the guy 17 or something like that. Like he's probably yeah, lacking was, the field. I think it was outside the top 10. Yes, yeah. to your point. Spieth and, and whoever was third. Or excuse me, whoever he was 0.9 better than. Right, that guy. Um, and then he's getting over three strokes per round from Tita Green in his last... Uh, that's a... That's a better than Tiger in his prime like number. Now, again, that's only his last five tournaments. So that's a huge caveat. Tiger did it for entire seasons, entire multiple seasons. But I just I, th- I think that people don't understand. Um, I think. And, and this happens with certain guys. It happened with DJ at the end of last year. It's like, oh, DJ, Rory, JT, like, let's lump them all together. It's like, no, DJ is is said is set apart right now. He is he is different right now, and that's where Rom is at. Is he's operating on a different 
planet than everyone else. And I think what's going to be interesting is after we haven't seen him since the open, we didn't see him at the Olympics. We didn't see him at Memphis. We haven't seen him in what is that over a month really. And can he maintain that level? I, I think he can. And I think you're actually, we'll talk about this later. I think you're getting some value because we haven't seen him. And so I think, I think, bookmakers are a little bit like, uh, I don't, I don't know, but I think there's value to be had there because he's not at a tiger number to win this week. He's a little bit longer than that, which I think, uh, creates some value given how well he's played over the last two or three months. Well, I'll even go further than that coach, because I like the idea of how long is this sustainable? Because we have seen guys do this. Um, Dustin Johnson, as Kyle mentioned at the end of last year, uh, Jason day was able to do it for about 15 months or something like that. Right. It's just, it, it's always a big question of when you are this much better than everybody else, um, based on the eye test, based on the, the statistical analysis, how, how long can you keep that going and how long can you, keep that that magic in the bottle uh so to speak it's 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 a fascinating thing that we're going to watch yeah i i agree uh, real quick i do want to point out i have a uh, somebody who's on site uh at the northern trust just texted me watching the show actually and said it is a neck injury for louis Ustazen. so that is indeed the reason he's not playing this week just got the text just now uh so thank you breaking for breaking news how about that breaking, live breaking on the news. site yeah people are watching which is really <laughs> cool so thank you for that uh, all right, so back to John Ron for a second. Here, here's the here's the thing that I worry about because of the fact that he had two bouts with COVID, uh, and even if it's mild symptoms, uh, anybody that we've talked to, even if they're vaccinated or not, it takes a little bit out of them. He came back, played pretty well, but still made some silly John Ron mistakes uh, right before the open of the Scottish Open. He was in position to win, uh, and then was never really uh, a part of that uh, on, on Sunday. I think now the fact that he's off for another month, yes, the numbers are staggering. And I think, to KP's point, when I really evaluated all the numbers on different guys, it looks like the books said, you know what, let's put all of the big names at a, at a more chewable number, and then a lot of people will bet on that instead of three or four guys up here like what we normally have every week than everybody else below. I think there's a ton of value across the board, but I don't think the value on John Rahm, they put it at just a number that you could try it, but I just don't think he's going to play that well this week because of what he's done and what he hasn't done, which is play. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. John Rahm is a uh, absolutely fascinating uh, golfer for this weekend for the foreseeable future. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to get to our picks in a second, but there will be a familiar face uh, on the course at Liberty National. It'll be Joe LaCava, and he will mm. be carrying a bag. And that bag that he will be carrying is Patrick Cantlay's. So, KP, here's what happened here. Uh, Patrick Cantlay's caddy, Matt Minister, is out because of COVID-19. So, Cantlay reached out to Joe LaCava. LaCava, of course, ran this by one Tiger Woods, got the okay, and we're going to see LaCava on the bag for Patrick Cantlay this week. Very interesting situation. I was actually wondering, what, what is the... Uh what is the line of communication there in terms of like, does Cantley have to ask Tiger for like, how do like, how, how does stuff like that play out? Right. Because I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, coach. I, I have no idea. I was just, I was just thinking about like, how would that even go down? I, I'm really good friends. I, I lived, me and Joe LaCava live 15 minutes apart in Connecticut. Okay. We play, we played a ton of golf together and I know for a fact, this is true. I don't know about this situation, but I know Joe's as loyal to Tiger as there is. Tiger's been trying to get him 
to go on other bags for years. And Joey never would, would never do it. And I know for a fact that back when Joey, when Tiger's bag opened up, Joey had to call, had to go through four other people to get to Tiger so it wouldn't get back to DJ that he was looking to get on Tiger's bag. Four people, call, 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 call Tiger. That's yeah. a true story that I got from Joe himself that it took, he, he was that scared that DJ was going to find out. And he was on DJ's bag just for a cup of coffee. But uh-huh. I think this is a very different situation. I think for because sure. Tiger's trying to get him out, I bet, I bet Joey didn't even, uh, didn't have to ask him, but he probably did because that's how Joe LaCava is. He's one of the most stand up dudes ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. That's interesting. No. Yeah, quote, I, I mean, it, go ahead. Rick. I was going to say the quote from LaCava here, apparently smiling, but basically answering the question before he even knows it's coming, said, I ride it by Tiger first. <laughs> <laughs> As expected, I don't think we thought anything different. It would be breaking news or it would be a big story if you didn't. Right. But um, it's, it's always funny how this stuff works. It's such a hard position for him because – I mean, Tiger doesn't even know what's going to happen with Tiger, and you 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 always give up the like you you're you're giving up the reward of the 19 Masters being on the bag for that, um, and that's a that's a you know if you if you ever leave or go do something else like that you just you're giving up that opportunity, but you're like, is am I ever going to caddy for this dude again? Like, it's just it it's. It's an impossible spot. And maybe, maybe, you know, he looks at it like, Hey, we, and maybe tiger looks at it like this. Hey, we had the 19 masters. That was like the last summit. Like that was indescribable, like the very best thing. And maybe, maybe they'll, you know, both move on or whatever, but it's just, you kind of feel bad for him to be in such a, it's just a hard spot to be in. Yeah. It's basically just, yeah. So if you're Joe LaCava week by week, I think, and, and Jacobs uh, let us know this. And I remember, you know, he, he went, he went on Fred couples bag uh, a bit for the champions tour, which I think tiger and Fred are, are, are great friends and all that stuff. But it's, it is kind of weird that like, okay, tiger's not playing, but like, and out of loyalty, Joe's doesn't want to work. So it's like, I'll you know, loan you out here, loan you out there. Come on back. I, it's just a very strange situation. It, the whole thing is, is, incredibly strange his loyalty to tiger is i think unmatched in sports yes um we went to a hootie and the blowfish concert a couple of years ago his wife was sitting next to me while joe was back drinking with hootie because tiger's good friends with him i'm good (laughs) friends with him uh and his wife was telling me how different their lives had been for the last several years because for 20 some odd years joey was gone for over half the year Mm -hmm. so we don't think about those types of things and how the different lives change based off of who can play, who can't play, and who, you know, and he wanted to stay home and wait for Tiger. And I cannot believe, this is back in 2013. I've got so many Joe LaCava stories. They're all so much fun. And the time that he described a shot for me, because I never thought I'd play with him after the first time. So I had him describe a shot for me from the middle of the fairway, just like he would do for Tiger. Nice. He didn't even miss a beat. And he says, all right, we got 115 here. You don't want to go to the left because, I mean, it was one of the most amazing moments of my, of my life. I, th- I, think, I think that this is totally a tangent, but I think caddying for Tiger would be um, – I think he would be easier than, than people think it is because Tiger is uh, – he already knows everything. 
he he already he he's in total control. He knows what he wants to do. Um, and you don't like you're not out there for you know. It's not like uh, what's his name, Sung Jay, playing 37 weeks a year. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing 15 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I was talking to somebody one time, and and I won't say who, but it was about a, another American player. And this person who knows this player said, so-and-so just really likes Tiger because you, you you know what you're getting. It might not be like the most, uh, you know, he's not like the most warm-hearted, like gregarious guy, but he's he's straightforward. Like, you know what you're getting. And I, and I think that, that from that standpoint, caddying for him and getting a front row seat to, you know, the best ever would be, it, it, people think it would be very demanding and diff- Bryson is demanding and difficult tiger. I actually, it would be hard and, and there would be a lot of pressure, but I don't think it would be as demanding and difficult as people think. No, that's interesting. No, I like that. I think that's a good take. Do you, do you agree coach? Is that, is no, that- I, I, I completely agree. What, what the demanding part of the relationship is when flagger, when, when tiger is flying back and he's get he gets something in his mind, he makes Joe stay to go out and work with him in the backyard. They don't have yeah. to go to court, go in the backyard. That's demanding. And that's happened several times where he'll say, Hey Joey, I need you to stay. Cause he usually flies to Florida and then catches a commercial flight back to Connecticut is what they normally do. And also the perks is the jet's so big. He has his own PlayStation station on the plane when he's flying and tiger plays on his own PlayStation. So they can play <laughs> against each other. Of course. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. That's how that's nice awesome. the plane is. So, yeah, there's a lot of perks. There's a lot of demands. Uh, but they are very, very, very close. I mean, they're legit friends. They, yeah. it's, not just, it's not just player caddy. They're legit friends. And, and uh, it's a cool relationship that I've gotten to see up close um, from Joe's side of it for the last eight to ten years. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. I love it. Dual PlayStations, drinking with Hootie uh, backstage. I wonder what what Hootie drinks backstage. Any chance that it's Arnold Palmer spikes? Wow. Because ah! it is really the most refreshing drink available. I, I so actually impressive. Think you've got to be you've got to be careful. These things are smooth. They go down nice and easy. It is real tea and the perfect blend of lemonade for all those laid back weekends you can find arnold palmer spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first or search for it on drizzly and instacart that's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first 2021 hornell brewing company memphis tennessee malt beverage with natural flavor celebrate responsibly okay gentlemen we've got our betting cards and our one and done to roll through so let's kick it off here uh kp why don't we just pull up your betting card oh yeah, let's, let's go let's first. Up. Yeah, let's Never switch it happens. up. I know. I just got to keep you. I got to keep you honest here. Make sure you're paying attention. We're going to pull up Kyle's betting card. And Kyle, to your credit, uh, you you are wiping the floor with us. So don't do anything crazy mm. over the final two weeks in which you can you can blow this lead. Uh, just just keep it keep it nice and safe here. You have one matchup and you have three top twenties. Here's the matchup. Let's start with this one. Harris English even money over Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at four of their last com- their last four common events. Uh, Bri- uh, Harris has beaten him three of the four times, straight up, including the U.S. Open, which Bryson led after sixty three holes. And 
I think combine that with what happened at Memphis. I think I think those two, and I could be wrong about this. I think those two guys will respond very differently to what happened on the back nine at Memphis. I think I think Harris English going into this tournament saying like I have something to prove. I have a Ryder Cup team to play for, and I think Bryson is kind of just beaten down by the whole thing. We don't we don't need to get it, make this a Bryson thing, but combine those two things together, and that's why I like Harris English over Bryson here. Uh, those New York faithful coach, I can't imagine oh, are going to give Bryson the week off on the, uh, on the Brooksy stuff. I think, uh, I think he's going to hear it shocked that there are not odds on whether or not Bryson goes off on a fan, <laughs> uh, photographer. I'll say odds right now. Uh, minus one seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lock. Hey, that's our best bet. Add that to the screen. Oh, it, it's going to be Bryson needs to understand that sometimes you just got to take it. And you got to take it, grin, bear it, shut up, and move on down the fairway. And this is one of those weeks. These fans are going to be brutal, and he needs to be ready for it. I agree. Coach, uh, excuse me, KP, back to you. Your three top 20s. One, Hideki Matsuyama's. Two, Sergio Garcia. And your best bet, one, Rory McIlroy, plus 110. Yeah, Rory, uh, top 20 in seven of eight regular PGA Tour events this year. So that's non-majors, non-players. He just he just top 20s at, at PGA Tour stops. Like, that's just what he does. And I think this is a – I mean, it's kind of long for him, right? Xander's shorter. Um, there's a couple – there's several other guys that are a lot shorter. And he's coming off, you know, at WGC, which everybody was at except for Rom. And he finished T12 after a horrible first round. Like if, if you give him enough runway, he's just, he's going to finish in the top 20. So uh, Sergio, he's been just living like right around T21, T18 for the last six events. Uh, and he's just flushing it. I mean, he's been awesome from T to green. Just putt, just let your caddy putt for you, whatever. Um <laughs> And then Hideki, I think this is a little longer than it should be because he missed the cut last week, but I don't care that he missed the cut because he was one stroke out, out of making it. And if he makes it, I just, I think he probably top tens with the way he was hitting it. Right. So I, again, it's, it's just get me to the weekend. And I think Hideki is somebody that rises into that top 20. Hideki Matsuyama, top 20 plus 160. Sergio Garcia, top 20 plus 300. Rory McIlroy, I mentioned, plus 110 to finish inside the top 20. That is Kyle Porter's best bet, and that is his betting card. Uh, there's a couple similarities here, so let's pull up my card next because uh, Kyle's best bet is, is Rory McIlroy. Um, I've got a lot of love for Rory McIlroy here. So here's, here is uh, my card. Is this my card? Yeah, this is my card. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I must have omitted. I bet Rory McIlroy to win this, uh, but I left. The other thing is he finished, he finished T6 in uh, 2019 at this, at, at this event. The Rory McIlroy stuff. Okay. Not to get all nerded out on you, but he has gained in aggregate, like over 25 strokes on approach in his last six. This is like one of the, he's only done that two other times in his career. And it's been in stretches that eventually go to like multiple wins and top five. Like this is, he's, this is it. This is the blueprint for him right now. Mm-hmm. So I bet yeah. this number. Last, last six tournaments or rounds? Measured tournaments. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. 
Uh, I went with uh, two top tens. Webb Simpson plus 350, Ian Poulter plus 700. And Coach, uh, Webb Simpson was great last week, finished one shot out of the playoff. And then Ian Poulter is just just gearing towards this Ryder Cup. He finished 10th here two years ago at Liberty National, finished 10th at, at, at uh, in Memphis the last time we saw him. I'm just like, let's go. Plus 350 on Webb, plus 700 on, on Poulter. Everybody has different motivation outside of money. And for Ian Poulter, it, it is the Ryder Cup. That's what he lives and breathes. And he understands this will probably be the last time that he's even in contention to make the Ryder Cup team if they decide to take him. Because uh, you give him two more years, he's in his 40s. There's a lot of good young players. So I think that motivation makes this a great, great pick. He's also been very quiet, which is un-Ian Poulter-like. <laughs> and just been sailing under the radar. So I like this pick. Two matchups round out my betting card. One is Adam Scott over Patrick Reed. I just think Adam Scott's got a lot to play for. He struck it beautifully last week, and he started to figure out the putter recently. And then, Coach, I went with Daniel Berger over Patrick Cantlay, who is, uh, for me, Berger is a well, a well-rounded golfer at a place that uh, you know I think you're going to need to have all all facets of your game in check. So I went with Berger over Cantlay. Yeah, full disclosure, we have over on our little show called The Early Edge. You guys might have heard of it. Uh, we have a thing called the Sportsline Showdown. When one, one of us disagrees with the other one, we challenge him to a real money bet. And I did with this one. I do not like Burger over Cantlay, so me and you have a cool C-note riding this week, which I'm excited about. And I'm not sure that's enough because over here, we bet a case of Arnold Palmer spiked on <laughs> disagreements. So, Coach, I would like to up the ante just a little bit further. Daniel Berger, I've got, you've got Patrick Cantlay, $100 and a case of Arnold Palmer spiked. <laughs> Done! <laughs> Book it. Let's go. All right, coach. Let's go. Let's go to your betting card, please. How we'll much take... is a case of Arnold Palmer spiked? Oh, well, it could uh, be like... over a hundred dollars. <laughs> it could be over a hundred. No, it is very reasonably priced, Kyle. It is about uh $15.99 if you have the Albertson store card, I think. Albertsons. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what about the pavilions? Unbelievable. I, pavilions. I think they're the same, uh, the same thing. Um, same thing. I think so. Oh, coach. Okay, we got a lot going on here. How about oh this? Oh my gosh, this uh, looks like no. this looks like one of my cards. No, 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 it's, it's not a lot. I think he just added num names that are in the groups. That's why it looks like a lot. It's just yeah, it's just he saved it so we know who else was in this group. So here yeah. we go. So a couple of matchups. Scotty Scheffler is your best bet over Victor Hovland. Abraham Answer over Webb Simpson and Cam Smith over Joaquin Neiman. Scheffler, I think, is playing great. And uh, last year, different course, but still shot a 59 at this event. Different course. Uh, I just think Victor Hovland is just, I think I, I think he's young, and I think he's new to this, and I just think Scheffler's better right now. Just right now. And then answer, he just won two weeks ago. I'm not a believer in Webb this week. I'm just not. Maybe it's my recency bias that it cost me a seven-way parlay on Saturday as I hit the first six. <laughs> And then he triples 14? Maybe. Just maybe I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I uh, think yes. I think so. <laughs> I, I haven't hit a seven ever. It would have my first ever seven-way parlay. Uh, and then Cameron Smith. He's been playing great. Absolutely playing great. Uh, nearly broke the record two weeks ago with, what, 93 putts? I think the record 92. He had 93. Uh, so he's putting it great. Uh, and, and I just think right now he's, he's better than Joaquin Neiman. You back up your Scotty Scheffler matchup bet with Scotty Scheffler top five. That pays out at plus 650. And then you went to Jordan Spieth to finish inside the top 10 plus 175, coach. People forget that when he was down in the doldrums two years ago, he had a couple of, of performances that were pretty good. One of them was at this event. 
So now he's in form at a course that he played well at two years ago. So I love him top 10 at that number. And then Scheffler, I've got to pay him respect because last year at this event, I called his 59. It was incredibly exciting. The same day DJ should have shot a 55. Uh, yeah. But I have to say that Scheffler, uh, top five plus 650. I, I just think there's a lot of value in that number with him. Cameron Smith, you back up again to win Group D. That's at Caesars. It's plus 333. It's Smith over Neiman, Reed, Connors, Finau, and Sam Burns out of Group D. And then you went with Hideki Matsuyama off the miscut. Love it. Top Asian player at plus 190. It's my guy. And right now, you got Sung J.M. and Siwoo Kim. They're still going, way. what happened at the Olympics? Uh, and Siwoo last week, make it into the playoffs. Uh, so, But I think he regresses in C.T. Pan and K.H. Lee. So the Hideki route to cash is much easier than the Cameron Smith route to cash. Hence, you see from the numbers. But I like both a lot. There you go. That's Coach's betting card, which leaves us with only one more thing to do here, gentlemen. That is the one and done. Three weeks to go this week. Next week, the Tour Championship in which uh, we have created a wild structure and we are using the starting strokes. So we are in the home stretch here. And Coach, hopefully this is one of the last few times that I start with you. You are at $5 million. Yeah, JT posted last week. Goose egg, you were not alone in that category. Who are you going with this week? I believe, and I looked through my book, I think I still have Patrick Cantlay to play. I don't think I've used him yet. And You're if good. I haven't, I'm good. I'll take Patrick Cantlay. Um, I've got a new new system for when we really get serious in September, but I'm not going to reveal that yet. I'm going to stick with this, Cantlay for right now. You don't have to reveal it, but will it involve Sepp Straka in any way? <laughs> you have that'll, three events to go, and you have not used Patrick Cantlay, and you've used Sepp Straka. I will never, never, never get old. Ever, ever live that down. No, ever. No, you won't live that you, down. You, uh, hard to believe. But it's you almost, I mean, you you could have been it could have been redeemed if he had hung on to that first round read uh, lead at the Olympics. You could have said, "I yeah. used Sepp Straka in a year in which he won." Yes. Don't think I did not have a tweet ready to fire, <laughs> and then he shot a seventy whatever. <laughs> went, uh, uh, keep it in the drafts. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Cantley. Uh Jacob Brian Harmon. Last week, zero. Again, you were not alone. You were at five point six million. Um, I'm not sure there's enough money left for you, but let's 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 finish strong here. Yeah, Brian Harmon was uh, icky to say the least. And you know, just coach sort of teasing us about next year. I'm I'm really curious about that, especially the system that he's got in place. I don't know what it is. Uh, we're we're handing over power. We're going to see what that looks like. Transfer of power. Transfer of power, yeah. It's going to be um, fun, and and actually it's going to mean something and not this fictional bragging rights. We're gambling. Bragging rights. Fictional money. What's that? That will change. Do, do we – I got a question about this week. Do we get to see Mark Mark's pick before he goes, or does he just I have, get I have all, all of ours? I have Mark's pick in a sealed envelope. Okay. I can give I can give mine out and then after you we'll we'll have Mark's pick. I made sure he got it in. and he's listening right now. So yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, my pick this week. Enough delay. I still have Rory McIlroy on the board, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the McRib this week. I mean, maybe maybe I'm not burning him at Eastlake. Uh, maybe that's a mistake, but whatever. We'll we'll take him this week if all the metrics seem to point to him. 
Rory McIlroy for producer Jacob. Kyle Porter, 8.4 million, 1.5 million off the lead. You had Johnny Vegas last week, 91,000, which is 91,000 more than most of us got. Um, <laughs> and I think you have bullets left here, don't you? Who, who are you going with? I got a, I got an AK-47 worth of bullets oh, left. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the problem is I don't know what order to use them in. And I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I'm far enough back that I have to use them in a different order than the people ahead of me use them. And I know that Greg and Rick's probably playing like Rick might be playing chess and Hadley this week, but I know Greg, (laughs) I'd be thrilled to play chess and Hadley this week. (laughs) (laughs) That got coached pretty good. I, I know Greg and Mark have at least some of the guys that I have left. I, I think I think I'm going to Rory. Like I, my plan was to save him for the tour championship, but I really like him this week, and I think that I can hold on to DJ for the tour championship because I think Mark is playing either Rory or Jay. I just want, I want to be different than what they do, so I'll go Rory this week. I'm with I'm with producer Jacob. Rory and producer Jacob both on. Rory, Kyle and producer Jacob, both on Rory McElroy. $800,000 gap to Mark at 9.2. And Jacob, is this a, a real sealed envelope or is this like a frozen envelope? Like This is situation? a text message that, okay. that he sent to me. He's going with Harris English. Oh, Harris oh. English. Harry okay. English. That is actually great news for me, actually. Okay. Harris English for... Mark 9.2 million. I'm at 9.7 million. I have to, so I have, I, I have my golfers. Uh, I have my three golfers remaining. I have them identified. I am trying to play this game of whoever will be in the best situation of the tour championship. That's what I'm unveiling. And I've got two guys that will be vying for that spot. So this week, Cam Smith, Cam Smith is uh, my golfer. And then I've got two, two okay shots left for the tour championship. That's right. The, the big question here is: Did Jacob's cat just step on his computer to shut him out of? Yeah, the that's Birdie. Look, Birdie wants an appearance. Say something, Birdie. Birdie. Say something, Birdie. Star of the show. Birdie's should getting maybe, more comments over here than anybody else is. Well, he should maybe let Birdie do his one and dones next year <laughs> after the way this season's gone. I took myself <laughs> off the screen so you guys didn't have cat butt, you know, just right in the middle of the camera. <laughs> we appreciate that uh okay that leaves, <laughs> that leaves I, love, I love getting coach that's so good that leaves greg left 9.9 million and jacob i don't think we have greg's pick i don't have greg's pick. what of course this is shameful that's this is shameful. shameful that's what's yeah, going that's messed up he's playing he's the, tactics he's, he's in the lead with three events to go he called me seven minutes before oh we went hot. God. I know he's. I know he's out there thinking about his picks. Zero. Zero. What is, hey, what is Zero. first place this week, Jacob? Do we know? One point uh, eight. That's least. Not right. They're all like they're all like between one point five and and one point or two point oh, and then the one point four is like two point. Yeah, two one point and then two point two. I think is a tour. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't just sit out and not put it except in. Before. Except we're making the tour like 17, right? Ours is actually um, – so our our tour championship win 
is going to be 3.6. Wow. Dang. Second is going to be 2.2. Third is going to be 1.2. And fourth is going to be about a mil. So there's going to be $4 million payouts. Wow. I could shock the world. Mathematically, uh, mathematically, I could still win this whole thing. 1.7, 3.6, uh, You technically could. <laughs> should I should I am I doing the right thing here, Rick? Should I go Rory this week and then figure out the JT DJ? The other thing I'm worried about, Rory's 26th in the in the standings right now. So if he misses the cut this week, I've got a big you, problem. You the 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 dirty little secret is uh there is too much value in the tour championship. You basically have to take whoever is going to be in the best position. So I think, and this is kind of what I did with Camp Smith. If you get Rory this week, and for whatever reason he wins, it stinks that you don't get to use him for the tour championship, but you got him here. <laughs> you yeah. got the money. Yeah. You got yeah. the money for it. Now you have to save. So I've got two guys that I've got to save, and I've got to just figure out which one's gonna there is there is a huge advantage to the starting strokes. With the starting strokes, there's only like five guys who can win the tournament. And with our payouts, you have to have those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Kyle's like, oh damn. <laughs> like, that didn't no, help you at all. It's a it's a great point because you you want to use the guy. I mean, I said it off the top. The guys that have won the first two events have won a combined 23 mil at the tour championship. It was DJ Rom, JT, and Patrick Reed, and they all finished in the top whatever, five or nine or whatever at the tour championship. So I don't know. I I I yeah, I'll stick with Rory, but I don't I don't feel great about it. I think you have to. It's razor. It's razor thin between those guys, but with the way the FedEx Cup points are working, and we're using the strokes, I think you have to. Yeah. Hey, Rick. There's okay. somebody, Mike, in the comment section wants wants odds on me shocking the world. <laughs> oh and God. Coming back and winning this thing. So, so you you have Austin. to win. <laughs> you have to win. You have to win all three. Win so all that'll three. give you five point. You you have like seven million available to you. Um, yeah. But even yeah. if you win all three and Greg wins one and gets a decent finish you still wouldn't win so the odds of you doing that let's just say let's just say each one of your guys are 10 to 1 to win um mm-hmm. what's that the 10 times 10 is 100 to 1 is 1000 to 1 and there's no way you have three 10 to 1 winners so it's probably much deeper than that 10,000 yeah. or 50,000 it's, it's a long shot it's a long shot yeah but hey chip in a chair baby chip in a chair let's go chip in a chair let's go this you can't you can't win them all without winning this one coach so good right. luck to you That'll do it. Our mega preview pod for this week's Northern Trust, which is the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, Producer Jacob and Birdie doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. That right there, it's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the Coach Rules. Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply